In Dick of the Week, we talk about dirty stuff and use dirty language. We're rated M for mature. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> Dick of the Week. Dick of the Week. Dick of the Week. Dick. 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 Dick of the Week. Dick. Dick of the Week. Dick of the Week. Dick of the Week. Dick. Dick. Dick of the Week. Give me that D, yo. Hello, everybody. It is us. It is we. <laughs> it is them. I don't, I don't who know. Who occasionally do a podcast. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing right now. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Dick of the Week, the podcast where we talk about everything we love and sometimes hate about romance novels. I am one of your hosts, Liz Zirkel. I'm the other host, Stephanie Kazows. And yeah, man, we, we have a special episode this week. Um, we're coming at you with. Not just one, but two sexy, spicy Christmas novel slash novellas. Both with a Santa leaning. Yeah, we are focusing on sexy Santa. So, um, yeah, these are great. Uh, funny thing. So, uh, so we're the two we're doing today. One of them is uh, Santa Claus is going to town on me. Yes. Um, and then the next one is Santa's Baby, which Santa's Baby has a little bit of a daddy kink. And then I read a third book, which was not uh, was not on the assignment, called Dipped in Holly. And that was just a daddy kink oh. Christmas erotica romance novella. Um, so I kind of like ran the gamut there. I yeah, went from man. I went from Santa, a literal Santa to um, a guy dressed as Santa with daddy kink to just straight up daddy kink. So, hey man, I did it. I did it, guys. Congratulations. Thank you. You won. Thank you. Meanwhile, I'm currently in the middle of reading a Christmas bear shifter story. So I just went completely off the deep end. We are feeling the holiday spirit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm also, I I just finished listening to a Christmas um, audiobook and now I'm on a New Year's audiobook. Love it. Yeah, just holidays left and right, y'all. Yeah, I mean, Christmas is next Friday. Fuck. <laughs> Isn't that wild? Where did this month go? I don't want to know. shit. I feel like November and December are always like that for me. It's always like, oh, the holiday's next week. Well, and to be fair, Thanksgiving was like the latest it possibly could be this yeah. year. So there wasn't a whole lot of time in between. And the fact that Christmas and New Year's both fall on a weekend this year mm-hmm. it limits weekend availability to yep. do like holiday things yeah it's making things a little hard so like my family is getting together this friday the 18th oh cool and which just like it's a whole entire week ahead whereas normally like oh if christmas falls on a wednesday it's not that weird but like sure. it just feels like i'm zero prepared i've done nothing prepare yet <laughs> yeah um i am lucky enough to have two tiny children so the most preparedness we did was we put our tree up, and then obviously um, <coughs> night one, Thomas climbed in the tree. Uh, <laughs> luckily, Hallie, our fat cat, she uh, we figured out how she was getting to Thomas's food. She can't jump up anymore, really. Mm. She can only jump from the floor to the couch cushion. Oh, God. She's put on quite a few LBs. And we're like, how? How, Hallie? Because we've put Thomas's food up, and her food's on the floor. I watched her pull a drawer out in the bathroom, the, the oh. half bath. And use it so she could jump up on the countertop to Thomas's food. That's oh how she's doing God. it. What a smart cat. She is basically a bowling ball <laughs> wrapped in white fur. Um, 
This cat, she came to us. She was that tiny. She was like a forever kitten when we first got her. And for years, it was like in the last two years that she's like been packing on the LBs. And like, (laughs) we bought a bunch of toys for the dogs and the cats. So we're hoping we can exercise her out a little bit. Because like, when animals carry extra weight, it's really hard on their joints because they're so tiny. So like, you know, her carrying an extra pound or two is like huge for her. So, um, and Thomas, poor Thomas, he should get to eat. So uh, we are actively trying to solve for that but yeah i watched i watched her hop up there but she can't get to the christmas tree because we have um a baby gate around Mm. the office where the tree is at uh and she has not been able to jump over that gate in about a year and a half so uh it keeps her out of the tree which she was she's the reason why the branches were broken originally yeah i remember that yeah we have a fake tree so there's already broken branches and he broke more branches um so i'm glad i took pictures when i did because there's a huge gaping hole in the front now where he was just like posted up this is why I'm very grateful that our cats live in the basement when we go to bed because our tree would be completely destroyed. Yeah. I know it would be. Um, and it's hard enough. Jeremy works fully in the basement now and I have the run of the upstairs. We finally swapped locations and I don't even know how often I'm like yelling. I'll be in the office guest room area and I'll hear like the of the tree and I'll be like, Shelly, stop it! <laughs> and she'll I'll run in there. And she's just like, <laughs> like I luckily wasn't they don't, doing anything. Luckily, they don't climb. But I feel like she would if she were given the chance. Yeah, you have big old behemoth cats. Like, me talking about my cat being fat, it's because the cat's, like, supposed to be 8 or 9 pounds. And she's probably pushing 10, 11. She's probably at 11 pounds now. Um, and my other cat, he's, like, 8, 9 pounds. Like, so I have two like very normal if not on the smaller side cats liz's cats would eat my cats for lunch only phantom shelly's normal size she's just super fluffy because she's short long haired she's more like that seven eight pound yeah. range but no phantom being 15 16 17 pounds he's a big boy he would he would destroy my cats. he would also destroy my tree like yeah. i don't think my tree could hold him but he luckily doesn't try right he just likes laying under it which is nice that's good that's what you should do it's cute cats laying under the tree is adorable we love that i took a picture of thomas laying under the tree loved that we can't have tree skirts anymore though because of them which is also fine because our tree is silly and it goes like all the way down to the ground anyway so you can't see the tree stand mm, okay. so like the tree skirt didn't really do anything we have like a really we have a cute little white tree skirt because i got like um like old school colorful ball lights and mm. like uh the the star on the top is very las vegas so i thought it'd be nice. kind of get like a white fur <laughs> tree skirt it's very tacky i love, I it, very love much. it we also i i bought all this stuff like probably four, five years ago when we lived in the second apartment we lived in in st louis and um so, like, I just bought, like, a bunch of, like, I think a box of, like, 20 layer ornaments with, like, 50 of them in there. Like, those little cheap yeah. plastic ones. Because we weren't sure how the cats were going to do. We weren't sure how the dog was going to do back then. And so, uh, we just keep using these ornaments that have no sentimental value um, until we don't have cats anymore, I think is probably the end game. Or well, until next year when we can, like, plan more accordingly. Because uh, we've got a few boxes of personal ornaments that we used to have never hung up. So and my mom gets the girls and us an ornament every year. So yeah. I, we've been at we've been growing our ornaments. I think Jordan has all his ornaments from being a kid too. So. Yeah. Jeremy doesn't have all of his childhood ornaments, but he does have a good number of them. And I have all of my ornaments. Like all of our ornaments, pretty much are sentimental ones, which is also why I get nervous mm-hmm. when the cats are being devils around the tree. Because every so often they'll just start fighting and chasing each other and one of them will dive under the tree and then the other will immediately follow. And that's when I'm like, no. 
Yeah. So we got so we've hung our lights on the tree. This is like kind of, this is just more tree nonsense. But I like stranded this. We put I did not plug the lights in before I put them on the tree. Oh. Which like I said, we should plug these in. And George said, "No, that's probably fine." I'm like, "Fine." So I we string the tree up, and I plug in the lights. And the top strand, the there's the white lights are in three strands. Okay. And the top strand was not lighting up. You know, the strand on top of the tree. Of course. And I'm like, fuck. So I find where the break is, and I take that bulb out, and we switch it with one on the end, and it's still not working. And so I pick up the strand to start, like, moving. But we're just going to separate the other two and, like, move move those two sure. strands up. And those will be, like, more sparse, basically. But it's still going to look nice. Uh, and then for some reason, me just jiggling the strand made it start working. And so All now right. they're working. But, like, it was just – and this is – mind you, I've got, like, an almost three-year-old running around the tree going, Christmas tree, Christmas tree, Christmas tree, Christmas tree, and then making up new words to rock around the Christmas tree. And, like – because that's what my child does. She writes parody songs. That's her job in our house. She's your own personal weird owl. Yeah. Except she doesn't know she's being weird, which is, like, maybe more charming. I have no idea. But, yeah, it was really stressful. And my mom's calling me about a house that – she put an offer in on it here in St. Louis, but then she didn't get it. So now she bought a house in Alabama. So she's going to stay there for a while. But it was just like the most chaotic 40. It was like 45 minutes. It didn't even take that long because my tree is in three parts. So like you put them all together and then you push the branches and fluff yeah. it. it. That takes maybe 20 minutes and then stringing them takes more time probably than that. <laughs> but like I I was like in 45 minutes, how did I get this much stress happen at me? Oh my God. But it looks nice. But yeah. I uh, luckily can't. The fat cat can't get it. Only the skinny cat. But he's also bound and determined to destroy the tree. Also, the tree we had spray. This is the thing I had forgotten when when Hallie was skinny enough to get to the tree. Sure. Um, we didn't have baby gates up yet, so the cats were just free to roam. We would spray the tree with this uh, cat repellent, which is like citronella. Yeah. So I'm taking the tree out of the box, and it just smells like citronella. My hands smelled insane when I was done putting this tree together. I was like, ugh, because the oils was still on the tree. Like, I had considered that because I've heard citrus in general, like orange and that type of thing. Does it might help. not be citronella? It might be just like an orange yeah. citrus thing. But I don't know. It's like a. It was like a very eco, strong scent. It was like an eco hippy dippy shit that we bought, and it worked pretty well. We had to spray it every night though. So our house during the holiday that year, it was the first year we were in the house. I think. It just smelled like insane citrus in our fucking living room. <laughs> and it didn't work really because they still got it in the tree. But it was like a lot less, I think, than they would have. God. But yeah, and then the dogs, I mean, can't get to it. So they don't really care. We haven't, like, we put the tree up, but we didn't put any of our other ornaments or any of our other decorations up. I might put a couple up just because we are hosting Jeremy's family on the 23rd. Yeah. Uh, But I don't know, man. Like, normally we decorate our windowsill. But again, the the cats. Yeah. Like if I put all my like nutcrackers and things up there, like the cats want to jump into the windowsill to look out the window, and I'm like, well, all your doodads. That's like the problem with, yeah. I don't know. We moved when we moved into the um. When we moved into our house, we did the Christmas tree like the first I think first two years, and then I got pregnant, and we're like, no. Uh, the funny thing is the one year that his fam- Jordan's family came, like, almost on Christmas. It was, like, maybe the weekend before Christmas. We didn't have our tree up. We put it up, like, the next day. Like, not to be, like, shady or anything, but we weren't going to put the tree up. And then they were there, and they are kind of, like, saying stuff about it. I'm like, okay, fine, we'll put the tree up. So we put the tree up for, like, three days. Yeah. 
Because it doesn't take much time to put up and put, take down, honestly. I fucking hate putting, taking down the tree, though. Like, yeah. I I enjoy putting up the stuff, but putting it all away, I fucking hate it. Especially if you're doing the sentimental stuff, because there's, like, a way to put them away. There's Every family has, like, their way to put away their sentimental ornaments, I swear <laughs> to God. Because that was, like, it was with my, my dad has all the boxes of our sentimental ornaments, and, like, there was a way you put them in the box. <laughs> the ceramic ones versus the glass ones versus the porcelain ones. Like, there's a way the paper ones because of course we still had like paper wreaths like, and shit that from we made like more. kindergarten yes um so i wonder what my dad's doing with all that stuff but yeah i don't know i but with the tree because i have a kid that's obsessed yeah. she is obsessed we went and saw the lights of the botanical gardens Aww. she fucking loved it but of course it was like the coldest night i bought tickets it was supposed to be 50 right yeah of course the weather shifted because it's fucking st louis and it was like fucking 38 when we got there and quickly dropped. <laughs> so the girls are in their little matching. My mom. So my mom is, uh, and my aunt are 14 months apart. Okay. And so they, my, my grandma always dressed them alike and my mom hated it. Well, my girls are 21 months apart and my mom buys the matching things. It's, and I'm like fine with that. I don't care. And Sabrina <laughs> loves matching. Like right now we're in a very much like, when I say, do you want to matching jammies? She's like, yeah, let's wear matching jammies. So like. She's here for it. Um, it's not like Cleo knows what's going on. And she, yeah, she's one. She doesn't even talk yet. So she's fine. Um, but yeah, so they're wearing their little matching coats. And Cleo is just like, she, and we didn't, it was our fault. The strollers, we didn't fix the straps before we got there. So we had to like quickly try to make them loosen to fit over their, their big puffy coats. Mm. And I think they were uncomfortable. So then like halfway through, Cleo wanted to be held the whole time. And then her coat's, like, po- pulling up on her. And I think she was just uncomfortable. Yeah. And so she's, like, screaming the last 15 minutes we were there. And so we're, like, fucking running through the botanical gardens lights. Like, just ridiculous. And Sabrina's <laughs> like, I don't want to go on the stroller. So she's walking next to me, fucking wandering. It was just, it was the epitome of having a toddler. Oh That's what God. I felt like. But it was good. And then now we're going to try to go to, um, since it's a mild week, I think we're going to try to go see the um, Candy Cane Lane. Oh, nice. Sometime this week. I would like to do that. Uh, we are going next week. We are going to the zoo to see their lights. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. I care about the zoo. Should probably add that to the list. <laughs> my kid, I saw, we have to walk in the neighborhood. She knows She knows where the certain lights are. Oh. She knows where the blow-up snow, snow, uh, Frosty is. She knows where the blow-up Snoopy is. That's fun. She knows that the neighbors have like some blow-up Star Wars guys. And she has no idea what Star Wars is, but she calls them the Star Wars guys because, you know, she listens. And then there's this giant Santa, like, five blocks away from our house. She said, can we go see giant Santa? Can we go see the penguins, which oh are, like, five blocks away, too? So there's, like, a route we have to take when we take walks <laughs> so she can see all the things she wants to see. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. And then and then it'll all go away, and you'll have to explain to her, Christmas is over. People yeah. take their lights down. I'm hoping the people will be like they were last year, and people kept their lights up longer because everyone was going fucking crazy during COVID. And we're just mm-hmm. like, lights make everything cheerier. <laughs> Because there's nothing there's more no depressing bed. to me. It's like, oh, cool. It's dark after 4.30. And, and there's not even, like, pretty lights to look at. Right. Fuck this. Yeah. I need the lights, please. And thank you. Yeah. But we bought some... Um, Actually, I think we have bought the lights that you guys have on your porch. Oh, yeah. And then I got home and I realized we're so far from the street. Those lights are going to look ridiculous on so our porch. So little. <laughs> yeah. I'm still going to hang them up, I think. Yeah, might as well. Sabrina will enjoy it. Yeah. But, I didn't think about it. I probably yeah, need bigger lights because my house is like really far, far back. The yeah. 
And our porch is gigantic. So, like, little lights is going to look very silly. But whatever. <laughs> next, I don't care. Next year. Next year. Well, it's like we're, we're going to, like, slowly build to having inside and outside decorations. Yeah. Just having two kids rapid fire and then one of them being born the week before Thanksgiving. Like, last year with Cleo, we didn't really – we did matching jammies, which I'm not doing this year because I forgot about it. I don't – I'm not good with traditions. Um, And then uh, <laughs> but last year, we took Cleo to – uh, candy cane lane when she was a month old oh my god uh i don't think she enjoyed it because she well we had like a cool little bassinet for our double stroller thing so she was i think she was comfortable she slept for the most of it but yeah this the the almost three-year-old is like obsessed <laughs> she thinks christmas is all about the lights which i'm fine with that yeah man lights are the best because we're not really we're not doing christmas presents from santa okay well like so we were thinking about it going back and forth one jordan's want to lie to the kids Oh, really? When he found out Santa wasn't real, he felt betrayed. Like, he still remembers the feeling of betrayal. See, okay, I saw a TikTok earlier today that was talking exactly about that. Like, they were saying that they weren't doing that to their children because of that sense of betrayal and trauma. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? Who feels that way? Apparently, Jordan. Because I, I never had that. I never had that because I also figured out Santa wasn't real by myself. And like through like it's I don't remember a moment of not knowing that he wasn't real if that makes sense like I yeah don't, I don't know when the switch happened I just knew he wasn't real well and like my siblings were playing along for my sake because mm-hmm. my next up brother's three years older yeah so all of them knew before I did obviously yeah. and they just still played along I'm sure mom and dad told them like you know like don't ruin it for your sister right but like it never felt like. I don't know. It never, ever felt like I was lied to. It was just like, oh, you know, it's just the magic of Christmas or whatever. Yeah. Well, and so there's that. But also, there's... like, presents, man. Who fucking cares where they come from as long as I got those presents? <laughs> well, the second part of it is because of the presents. So uh, there's basically teachers have been saying for years, and I guess now they're actually instituting rules, where teachers cannot ask what Santa brought kids because there's kids that do not get gifts. So if your kid gets gifts from Santa, they go to school and say, Santa brought me these gifts. So, so good. Then someone's like, well, why was I? Yeah. And that actually is funny because they kind of talk about that yeah. in uh, Santa Claus's going to town on me. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's. That makes more sense to that's, me. That's where I'm coming from on the no gifts from Santa. Like for us, Santa's just a socialite that hangs out during the holidays and comes to parties. Like that's how we're treating Santa. He's a he's a Kardashian. He's a Hilton. Um, <laughs> and I think that's fun and fine. She knows who Santa Sabrina knows who Santa is. Uh, so I mean, but I think we're not doing the gifts from Santa just for those reasons. So it'll just be easier when they go to school. We don't have to like. There won't be a sense of like the kids that don't get gifts right. are somehow worse. That's good. Um, are you going to tell them like, hey, some other children think. No, I'm just going to let it ride. <laughs> I'm just letting it ride. It's not my responsibility what people tell their, their kids. like, And I'm not going to make my kid have to be colluding in a false narrative about a Santa. She knows Santa exists. Yeah. Or she thinks he exists. And, like, he does is an idea. Yeah. I mean, also, she saw a black Santa and, and asked, what kind of Santa is he? And we said, he's a black Santa. And um, that's just how we're rocking. Anytime she asks a question, we just blatantly say what it is. And so she knows that about Santa as a concept. She doesn't understand yet that that's, like, people dressed as Santa. Sure. But I don't really understand that. I think a kid can't understand. Like, we went to the zoo and saw, there we had a dinosaur exhibit at the zoo. Mm-hmm. She, after she saw the dinosaurs and understood that they were robots, she thought all the other animals at the zoo were robots. <laughs> so, like, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't think I can explain to her that Santa's just, like, dudes dressed as uh, 
the same in the same outfit. Yeah, that's fair. But that's kind of how we're explaining it, though. Also, is like that there's black Santas, there's white Santas, there's Asian Santas, there's all kinds of Santas. See, like, and we were never the type of family that like went to the mall or whatever to get pictures with Santa. Uh, so like, oh, we were, it, and it so it wasn't really like, oh, that's real Santa. Like it's always like, oh, well, that's someone pretending to be Santa because Santa can't be everywhere because he's busy at the North Pole, kind of like whatever. Like so, uh-huh. I never believed that that was actually Santa. Yeah, we just we just said there's lots of different Santas. Yeah, and I think that works too. And we've kind of just like made it like 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 I said, he's just like a celebrity. Yeah, and so then there's different kinds of Santas, and they're, they're all celebrities at Christmas time. And I we'll see if that shakes. I don't know, but yeah, I don't think we're gonna like. I don't. I can't imagine that I'm. I'm raising a child that will be like Santa's not real because she understands the concept of Santa. Sure. And if a kid says Santa brought her gifts, she might come home and be like, "Why didn't Santa bring me gifts?" And we're like, "Santa doesn't really bring gifts. Parents give them, but that's what their parents tell their kids. So that's what it is." But I don't see us being like, "Don't tell other kids," because yeah. that feels weird to tell your kid to lie about something. But then I, I think that almost would make them more likely to say something to a child. Absolutely. If you're like, don't make it a big deal. If you don't make. That's what I'm discovering. Don't make anything a big deal, and they don't they don't make a big deal of anything. Well, speaking of Santa, yeah, should we dive into Santa's baby by Chloe Maine? Chloe Maine. Yeah. Was this your first Daddy King book? First, I wanted to ask you that. <sighs> Officially, yes. I'm trying to. Th- it might have. It, it, like it's potentially it's come up in other things. Like there's books that have like people calling people daddy and stuff but like this was like an actual daddy kink like yeah like and i've had and i've read other ones that were like dad's best friend or older man like i've read yeah. other age gaps before but it didn't really have like the daddy aspect yeah of it. yeah where this is like straight up like both of them wanted that daddy action all right you know what they found each other they did <laughs> i love so we were we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording uh the book itself is like eighteen thousand words yeah but in those 18,000 words, Chloe, like, paints an entire world. And, like, the relationship is built. Like, because in the first chapter, we get all the backstory we need without it being awkward. Yeah. So, basically, this is what this is the premise. Um, Do you uh, want me to read the blurb? Yeah, read the blurb. Because it's a short story. I don't want to explain too much. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and it also, like, I'm impressed that she, like, most of the story takes place over, like, the course of, like, not even 48 hours. Yeah, it's, like, one night. And it works, in my opinion. Okay, here's the blurb. Ford Gamble is my dad's best friend. He's also the reclusive keeper of the Conception Ridge Lighthouse. But I remember a time when he was around more. The perfect hotter-than-sin fodder for all my fantasies. Now there's just enough silver in his shock of sexy hair and thick beard that he looks a little bit like a hot 40-something Santa with six-pack abs. And that's what has me headed to the lighthouse on a dark, stormy Christmas Eve when the retirement home where I work needs to fill in Mr. Claus for their annual celebration. Except I underestimate the bad weather. And the next thing I know, I'm waking up in his bed, realizing I may have revealed my forbidden fantasies to him in my feverish sleep. Can I convince him to finally let me call him Daddy Christmas? Or will he deny that he shares my off-limits feelings? Because I know Ford can't stop looking at me with a wild heat in his gaze. And my desperate Christmas wish is that he's thinking about corrupting his little not-so-innocent angel. Welcome to Filthy Dirty Christmas. Forget sugar and spice and everything nice. This year we want to show off our naughty side. Taboo, dangerous, and over-the-top. We're bringing you everything you were too scared to ask Santa for. This was also part of a like a thirty 
set novella thing in like initially a, yeah. A, yeah a bunch of other authors also released it this in the same two weeks so there's actually two different covers to this book which is kind of fun yeah the one that goes with the anthology of sorts they're not bundled but yeah together and then um chloe main's own release but yeah that's it that's the premise and somehow yeah it doesn't want for plot yeah like we get lots of really good sex that and the meaningful by looping in the daddy kink and like their history as a fam as like a family friend yeah they, it's, there's like so much more depth in like what they're doing yeah so neely is the main woman um and she's 19 i believe mm-hmm. and so she works at this retirement home nursing home and she took the job because it was by the lighthouse where he li- where where he works and lives, which is very, I think, very precious. Yes, and she's, I mean, she from a very early age was like, oh wow, he like, I, I'm gonna marry him someday, and you know the type of way that like a little girl would say about a crush or whatever. As she became more of a woman, he was like, oh no, I. I'm very attracted to her. I really like her. So he started backing away from the family. Um, he didn't come around as often because like he really late teens. Yeah. Because he realized he was having very inappropriate feelings. She was underage. He, he wasn't going to cross those lines. And she was definitely kind of putting it on a little bit. And oh he was yeah. Like, and he's like, this isn't right. Which kudos. Yeah. Like there was one time he dressed up as Santa, which is why she thought, oh, I should have him dress up as for Santa for my work. She's like 15 or 16. I think at that point, right? Uh, she was older, but I don't know how old. Like, I was thinking maybe closer to 17 even. Yeah. But she was like, I mean, she was, yeah, 16, 17, like in that She was range. womanly, but minor. Yeah. And she's sitting on his lap and being all like, mm, Santa, I want a boyfriend. And like, yeah. kind of like wiggling around on his lap. And he, he's just like, nope. And he was like, I'm oh, done. no, I'm going to get a boner. This is really inappropriate. And yeah, that's when he was like, officially like, I have to. So like, this is like Daddy King plus age gap, which doesn't necessarily always have to be that makes sense age like daddy king doesn't have to always have the age gap it just helps also like he's a 40 something and he and his and her father are really good friends so i assume he's a 40 something year old man mm-hmm. which i guess that means they had her pretty young my parents had me when they were 21 yeah so, so I, I would have, my parents would have been like early 40s when i was 19 oh my god i, I have very young parents yeah yeah so i'm assuming it's a situation like that for this to work which is mind-boggling to me because like my dad has never had a hot friend so (laughs) (sighs) where were your where were all the hot friends (laughs) sir (laughs) ruining my childhood i read all these books never could have been me (laughs) dad's a software engineer there's no fucking way nerds galore pocket protectors and those button-up short sleeve t-shirt things oh God, especially in the early 90s oh my god so nerdy so she's trying to get to the lighthouse to ask him if he would be willing to dress up as santa and she's like he can't say no to me which is like probably true probably true. absolutely true yes she's also dressed not for a fucking blizzard which is oh, why yeah. which is why they need the new santa and so she's walking across the parking lot and apparently she has a problem with cold she also has a fainting problem in general. Yeah, but that, but that's like one of the triggers yeah. is cold. So she faints. She faints in a blizzard in a parking lot wearing tights and a short dress. Um, and so he gets a phone call from his uh, best friend's wife. 
And she's like, hey, um, just checking in. Neely's supposed to be coming your way. Sorry that she's crashing your, you know, bachelor Christmas Eve. And um, he's like, she's not here. And then he, like, leaps into action and rushes outside. And there's that bitch laying in the, in the snow. <laughs> and he just, like, gets into, like, that gruff kind of, like, my baby. My baby. Gotta save her. So he saves her. <sighs> And then from there, it's just like, a, it's like she is 100% the aggressor. Oh, 100%. Which he, I actually really appreciated. Yeah, he like was like running from her. Like his ass literally left her in a bedroom and then went to another floor of the home. And was like, nope, nope. And then when she like came on to him, he was even still like, nope, nope. Which initially actually made me slightly uncomfortable just how much he kept saying no and how much she kept pressing it. Yeah. But it also the tenacity of a nineteen year old. It, like it was very realistic. It's not. This is the. So this is where I'm at with like uh, books that have kinks in them and realism. Right. Um. I love consent. Yes. Love it. It's sexy. I also sometimes slash most of the time can understand when a book is realistic yeah. and a 19 year old that's got the hots for a 40 year old who she knows has taken off her clothes and has seen her underpants. Yeah. Uh, and she has already muttered to him in her like fever state, like called him daddy already. We, we got a daddy, daddy and like sucked on his thumb and yeah. like could tell like he was into it. Yeah. Like, and he's like, he's saying again, this all sounds he's terrible. Sa- I know. This I'm about is, to like, say he's, he's saying no, saying no but, but his body is saying yes. But he's like saying no, but he's also like, <laughs> He is also a giant man. If he does not want her to touch him, it would have not oh, yeah. gone that far. And I think that, to me, is, is a little bit of the difference. Yes. Because he's saying no because he's worried about... It feels very different. It feels very different than in the books when, like, the man is the aggressor yeah. and is six foot six and 300, you know, 250 pounds and is, like, touching a girl, putting her up against the wall. And she's like, no, no, where she literally cannot get away from him if she wanted to. Right. And we're supposed to, like, and I get, in those in those books, we know as the reader she is into it, but does not want to be into it or whatever. Right. But at the same time, she actually physically cannot remove herself from the situation. Whereas this whereas guy definitely could. can. I think that might be where my ick is not there. I, that yeah. Be no, and I think, there. and then I think that's why, well, like, in the back of my brain, I was like, ah! I, was, I mean, I'm, I still have, like, the, the, this is disrespectful. Yeah, it was, like, borderline, but I didn't get pushed over the edge, I think, because of But that she's, reason. like, a little bit bratty, too. Like, it's oh, not she's just, super it's bratty. It's not just, like, a daddy kink. It's, like, a, a brat thing. She's a little bit, I wouldn't call her a brat, but she's, like, borderline brat. Yeah. She I think folds he, very I, quickly. I think he even refers to her as a brat at yeah. some time. She acts like a brat a few times, and he's like, no, <laughs> no, uh, to her. And not, like, not, this is post him saying yes. Yeah. <laughs> he's saying, yes. like, he's like, you will wait. <laughs> Uh, but she's like a brat. So, like, that's also... It, I think Chloe hit the nail on the head as far as that kink dynamic goes. It's like... Yeah. By her being so pushy, that's part of being a brat, is being pushy pushy until you're put in your place. Which is like, again, he could have at any point put her in... And he does. He puts her absolutely in her place. Yeah. In a very sexual manner. <laughs> but, I mean, he could have done it not in a sexual manner. But, like, I think that's why the ick wasn't there for me as much as it is when the rules are reversed. Well, and I think... For him, because we knew, we knew from even before she really showed up that we we knew that he was very sexually into her and also emotionally into her. And also has always wanted this kind of dynamic. Yes. And he didn't know it was going to be her, though. He always wanted it to be her, but never thought it was actually going to ever be her. Well, he like in the last year had wanted it to be her. But before that, he'd always wanted this. He'd never tried this dynamic with anybody. Yeah. And he knew he was knew he was waiting for someone. There's like a line. He's like, I knew I was waiting for someone. I didn't know it was her. Yeah. And I was like, that's perfect. 
I feel like Chloe flirted with the line so masterfully. Yeah. Between it being ick and not ick. And it was decidedly not ick for me. I was yeah. here for all of this book. All of, and I'm not even really into the daddy kink bit, but I was into this book. I was like, yeah, this works. Well, I figure, yeah. I, it I was works like, on well, all fronts. I guess I'm reading uh, book one and three. <laughs> so then I guess also I might be in a daddy kink is also a thing I realized after. I'm just into daddy kink done well. And that probably might make a major difference. Uh, I will see how I feel once I read her other books because this all she writes currently is like age gap daddy kink kind of stuff. Yeah, that's the that's the niche, and it it fucking works. I have the other, I think I have the headmaster one in my, in my uh, KU. My KU library, no. library is full at the moment as I'm working my way through some Christmas books. So I will. I traded something sl- out for it. TikTok's been terrible for my TBR. Once I finish, like once we record, I can I can return yeah. uh, Santa's Baby and get the other one instead. But yeah, Santa's Baby is what led me to the Dipped in Holly book, which oh. is uh, a girl. It opens with a girl getting broken up with by her boyfriend in a bar, and she's crying in the bathroom, and she's dressed up as like a slutty Mrs. Claus. Nice. And then the bar owner comes to the door and finds her crying, and it's like, and he's like, um, he when she walked in the door, he was like, yes, ma'am. Yes. She's like a plus size. He's like, yes, ma'am. Jingle, jiggle. We love it all here. And so then he takes her to the bar to get her a drink. And her her ex, now ex, as of like 15 minutes ago, is sitting in the corner with all his friends. And she has like found out that he was cheating on her with his assistant and like all this within like one night. Right. And all of his friends clearly knew. And like no one (sighs) told her. So this older like and we're talking she's like it's like double age. I want to okay. say, unless I'm confusing with another book, it doesn't really matter. He's like 50, I think, maybe 45 to 50. He's like in the uh, older, and she's like in her mid 20s. She's like okay. 25. It might be 25 and 50. That could be what it is. I don't remember. Don't quote me on it. Um, because it was really it. just the sex. I was like, yes. Uh, but like he kisses her in front of his her ex, and her ex <laughs> walks. Her ex walks up and says, "What's going on here? And None of like, your business." And that's like what he says. And the best part is like, I want the last thing you see him to see is you melting for somebody else. And it's like. <gasps> He wraps Damn. her in Christmas lights. But they daddy kink immediately. Like, immediately she's calling him daddy. Like, it's like, there's not even, like, a fucking... And again, I didn't think I would like it being without the backstory. Yeah. But, like, even The Stranger, it just, like, works. Uh, that's by um, Dana... Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. Oh, shoot. Give me a second. Let me get to my... My Kindle library. She's the one that... Um, it's Dana. Oh no, I almost always butcher this name. Okay, hold on, let me. It's uh Dana, Isley, 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 I S A L Y. Okay, I think she wrote that uh the gamer book. She writes a lot of erotica. Well, let me pull up her books. I should have been more prepared because I we don't need to talk about this, but I just wanted to give another. Daddy. This, this book led into this book for me. Gateway Daddy Kink. Gateway Daddy Kink. Thank you, Chloe. Had no idea I needed it. So she's the one that wrote The Games We Play. She also wrote the Into the Dark book, which is about uh, a serial killer. Oh. And it does not have a happily ever after. But apparently it's very satisfying. But yeah, Games We Play is the big one that's on TikTok right now. It's a short novella. It's 90 pages. Basically, they're like internet friends and they finally meet and it just is like, is dark. Um, I haven't read it yet, but it's um, a TikTok favorite. Dipped in Holly was a book that I was like waiting to read of hers before I dived into the other ones. Okay, it is on. I see it's on Kindle Unlimited. Her books are on Kindle Unlimited. But it might be one of those things if she. She uh, might be in the she, dungeon. She might be in the dungeon, so you can't like search it on Amazon. 
Yes, I've definitely seen this cover, but I haven't heard anyone talk about it. Oh, see, I think we're, again, we're in very different TikToks. Um, I'm in TikTok where I get recommended all of the daddy kinks and all of the blood play, fire play. I keep getting, like, I'm, I follow and hear a lot about, like, dark romances and things like that, but, like... I feel like I found the fringes, and I don't know how I found it. I think it's because I, on accident, also am in kink talk. I don't know. See, I feel like I used to see a lot more of, like, sexy TikToks and all that before book talk kind of took over my FYP. Mm. And I'm straddling the line. I still, I still see sexy things. I still keep getting... I'm like, I don't... I don't read fantasy. I don't know why it keeps wanting me to just watch all these fantasy book talkers. I would say book talk is over... It's like... It's it's like I feel like more than fifty percent fantasy. It's like this at least that's what it feels like from yeah. what I see. I mean, I, a lot of the uh, mine are romantic fantasies, but I have a bit more of that thankfully now. But still. But. So anyway, this is a gateway drug to other daddy. Cakes. Well, and it's fun and it's short, like we said. Oh, and the the wrap up with the parents is the only part that I was like, this is ridiculous. Okay, <laughs> yes, I wanted to talk about that. So his Ford's whole like hold up to begin with was first waiting for her to be of age, which right. thank and, you. But then also feeling creepy that he was waiting for her to be of age. Yes, which I appreciated that he felt creepy about it. Like thank he, you. like he was never ever gonna make the first move. No, nope. never ever. And Not I, I appreciate that also. Billionaires. But then once he was like, okay, I know she is into this. Like he pretty much had to have no. It's okay. Yes, sir both into this and she pretty much was like no it's like i'm saying yes like i love you blah 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 like i don't care what my parents say and this is after one night of sex yeah, right they, they immediately fall her parents love. her parents pop up and they're walking out of the bathroom and that is how her parents find out they're fucking and her dad is upset with his best friend but like very quickly well they both parents immediately asked did this happen before when you were a kid yes and, and they yeah. like they check for all those things and they're like is that why he went away and that's she's like that's why he went away because he didn't want anything he didn't to happen want, it didn't happen and i was and I, he was and i nope nothing ever happened like this was the first time and then and so, also like this isn't just us fucking around yeah like, i love him i love him i, I i'm here for the this. mom was just kind of like i get it i feel like the mom's like yeah boner alert that guy's hot she literally does call him hot. Also, yeah. she's like, I got married when I was your age. What can I say? Yeah. And then so the dad and him go outside. And like, it's very clear that Ford's like, hey, hit me if you need to. I don't know. Like, however you need to make this right with you is cool. But I'm not backing off. He also gives her time alone with her parents while he stands outside. Yeah. So that she can decide to leave if she wants to leave. And he like says that. He's like, if she wants to leave, she can leave. So obviously she doesn't. They wrap it up really well. The epilogue is a year later at the next Christmas. And one of the things, like, it's an erotica thing, so there's no spoilers, really. Yeah. Because, I mean, the whole premise was put in that blurb. The epilogue is great, though, because in the book, she talks about, she tells him about how she wished he would have been sneaking in her room at Christmas, because he'd spend the night on Christmas Eve. And so that she actually gets to relive that yeah she gets to live out that fantasy with him. And there's a little bit of breeding in there, a little bit, a little bit of breeder kink, because he does say he wants to fill her full of babies. But he's also, like, you're only 19, so let's not do that. Uh, so there's like actually, but I think Daddy King and Breeding King go like hand in Very hand. Very hand in hand, I'd feel hand like. Hand in hand. I, that's the one, actually the weird part is I'm always like, huh, that's weird. As someone who's been pregnant twice, <laughs> it's weird to me to think that that's like a kink. Uh, that, I mean, but, I, I've known men that they're like, I must have my heir. I must have someone who will carry on my name. I mean, my, I mean like. Jordan was attracted to me while I was pregnant. So I didn't, I wasn't married to someone that was weirded out by me being pregnant. That's good. So I guess like I can get it. It's like a different way your body looks. I know there I mean I get like being into your pregnant spouse, but like it's just very funny to me that there's that 
that that's a thing. Well, it makes sense for certain uh, personality traits, I feel like, too, yeah. that you're writing. So Daddy King definitely lends itself to breeding king because even in the Dipped in Holly, there's a little bit of breeding king. Mm. So it's pretty good sex. Yeah. Okay, it got, it got pretty... sex was good. There was like lots of, oh, she was a virgin, too. Yes. That's the other thing. She's a virgin. But he, he, in every way. So we got to, it was, it was fun. Or maybe it was not, maybe she might have, been, I don't know. She was, she was learning. So the thing about Daddy she King. She had never, so she had never given a blowjob. So she learned that. Okay. Then yeah, that, then that wasn't just play. Cause like sometimes in Daddy King, the, the characters will pretend not to know how to do things. Cause that's like part of it. It's like, yeah. teach me how. Um, Show me what you want, Daddy. Yeah. Which is like, okay, get it. But this one was literal. Yeah. So everything like just worked out. Chloe like crushed it. She did. And I'm excited to read more. Yeah. Also like as um, the joke on book talk is like, what kinks have you discovered by yourself this year? <laughs> I guess apparently Daddy Kink got it to the list. I don't know. With Daddy Kink, I guess Breeding Kink, and then also Good Girl Praise Kink. I, mm. Apparently I'm into that too. Because the good girls happen a lot with Daddy Kink. That, that, that I believe. Because I think I discovered I'm a brat also because of Book Talk and TikTok. Because <laughs> um, I will not listen. But at the same time, I would like a firm hand. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, honestly, uh, Ruby Dixon does plays with the breeder kink a decent amount oh, yeah. just because i mean all those books those those men are like give me a baby i need all your babies <laughs> and give got, them to me and i got super into those books despite yeah. that fact <laughs> so. i mean there's something nice about someone wanting to have babies with you oh for sure especially like in a weird like these are my babies <laughs> kind of way I don't my know. baby because some men get weirdo i i would rather it be overly enthusiastic than how some dudes do get about pregnancy pregnancy for sure and their pregnant spouses and cheating on them and shit for sure because some men are trash and by some i mean most <laughs> What's that, t- that, that tiktok uh i hate men and i don't respect them or i don't <laughs> like men and i don't respect them or something like that i'm like i can't i relate, I can't relate to that. Oh, anyway men. should we take a break and then get to the the maybe weirder of the two yeah let's do it all right Stone by day and warriors by night. The mid-90s Disney cartoon Gargoyles follows the tale of a clan of strong and loyal gargoyles who find it their duty and destiny to protect their castle and the people within it at all costs. Whether that castle is in 994 Scotland or 1994 New York City. We were major fans of the show when it first aired, and now that it's readily available on a major streaming platform that will remain unnamed, here at Calamity Cast, we knew a rewatch was in order to see just how this show held up all these years later. Join me, Daniel Williams, and my co-host, Liz Zirkel, as we relive the magic of one of the best cartoons of its day and recap each episode for you weekly. Find Defenders of the Night at CalamityCast.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, and we are back. And we are going to now talk about Santa Claus is Going to Town on Me by Marie Lipscomb, writing as M.L. Eliza. Let's see if this has a little uh, blurb at the start of it. <laughs> the little blurb that's in the start of this book just says, I've always hated Christmas, but this year will be different because this year I'm going to fuck Santa Claus. <laughs> it's just the... It's like eye on the prize. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. Uh, let me see if... There's an actual uh, blurb. Santa Claus is... I feel like that hit the nail on the head, but... Pretty much. Okay. There is a little bit more. I'll read this. Okay. When Holly wakes up on Christmas Eve to find an intruder in her home, she does what anyone else would. 
grabs her replica medieval broadsword and sneaks downstairs to deal with him. But he isn't a burglar. He wears a big red coat, big brown boots, and a big round belly shakes with a bowl full, like a bowl full of jelly. He's Santa Claus. He's thick and he's hot. What begins as a simple misunderstanding develops into a passion Holly never knew she needed with a man who knows her every want and desire. But Holly has a secret, one she can't ever let Claus discover. The true reason she hates Christmas. And it says content warning, loss of a parent, mentions of a car accident. Oh, and I forget that he does specifically say, no, my name is not Santa Claus. It's Santa Claus. And and he just tells her to refer to him as Claus. This one, she has a very hate relationship with Christmas and Santa in general. Um, when she was little, a car accident happened where her father passes away. And because he was coming to pick her up or she was involved quote unquote involved somehow so her little kid brain she was convinced that his death is her fault um and because she didn't receive presents for some reason from santa that year i don't know if they he don't i don't think he ever explains why why he fucked up um she was convinced that she's naughty you know, Santa, she's on the naughty list. She's a bad, bad person. And like, mm-hmm. it just made her hate Christmas all the more. Is Christmas her birthday also? I keep reading books where Christmas it, like is their birthday. And now I can't remember if that's... I read this book last week. I read this book before I read the other two books. I can't remember. I don't remember. I've read four books since then. Guys, this is a PSA. Control yourselves. Don't read so many stories. <laughs> also, don't read so many stories while you're writing stories. Your brain turns to mush. I literally took my birth control pill right in front of Liz uh, 10 minutes before my alarm went off because I was like, oh, I'll turn my alarm off. Then my alarm went off because we were chatting. So we don't know how to start on time. And I went to go take my pill a second time. I have to be watched. <laughs> I literally went, no, you took that already. And she went, what? I'm like, you I you did. went Tuesday and put the pill in your mouth. I, I watched you. I have a whole, <laughs> whole ritual to taking my pill. I have to ask whoever is nearby what day it is. I do it every time. And yet, do you know what happens if I take it before the alarm? I have to double check. Do you know what happens at 930 at night? I will probably check it again when I get home and be like, Jordan, did I take this and show him my pill pack? Because I'm insane. (laughs) But I blame all the books. (laughs) Meanwhile, I'm like desperately trying to hit my goal of 100 books this year because I've been barely able to read in November, December because I've been so focused on writing and then like reading the things we had to read for this. Yeah. I'm, 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 I have how, how many shy are you of it? Good question. I'm like close enough. Like, I, I think I'll make it happen. Scoop up some of these novellas, baby. Well, yeah. And that's why I was looking what I'm like the bear one I'm currently reading. I realized what I'm reading is a collection. I'm like, oh, fuck that. I'm counting each one of these. As, if I read more than one, those are individual Absolutely. books, baby. Um, reading challenge. I have 93 out of 100. Oh, yeah. You'll hit that. And I'm listening to an audiobook and reading a book right now, so that's not even a question. That's anyway. But so yeah, anyways, that's what's happened. Uh, my brain is mush. So this is it her birthday? I don't know. I know her name is Holly, and this is at least the second one where it's someone I I'm reading that does not like Christmas who has a very holiday related name. Mm. So I don't know. I know the bear one. I'm pretty certain the bear one. It's her birthday. Maybe? Fuck. I don't know. The New Year's one I'm reading, New Year's is her birthday. Also the hero's birthday. So I'm getting very confused with holidays and birthdays right now. (laughs) 
She refers to Santa pretty much immediately as a stern Christmas daddy. We love to see it. Also, I love so the thing that hit me the most about this one is I realized how few thick boy books I read. Yes, I had the same thought. Um, which is very weird. And they definitely emphasize the fact that like he's not a six pack sexy talk about mounds on his chest. They talk about a rounded belly. Like it jiggles, it moves, but yeah. like she finds it so hot. Yeah. She's like, yes, please. Also, this Santa, because he's Santa, he's able to, like, get bigger and smaller. Yeah. So he's like a hulking, like, mammoth at first when she first meets him. And then he shrinks down to make her, like, her more comfortable. Yeah. And then. so Also enlarges while they have sex. Yeah. Which is very reminiscent of the. Oh, yeah. Lady of uh, Lady of Rooksgrave Manor. Yes. So. I love this book. It was weird. It was so weird. But it, you know, it was it was weird because of like the peppermint jizz and all that. That was the weird part. Yes. So for me, he jizz is peppermint. I it was fun because we almost got like other supernatural elements. Like he could read her. Like he knew her wishes. Yes, and he initially was like, "Oh well, I mean, it's my job to make people's like wishes and desires come true." So like, mm-hmm. oh, she wants this. I'm gonna go ahead and like while she's showering, like fucking give her a whole new kitchen and like he's doing all these things because he thinks that will make her happy and she's like whoa like can you like just ask me first like calm down like is there a way you cannot be in my head like this and he's like no there's not i'm sorry but sure okay i will start asking would you like me to actually do this or was that just like a fleeting thought you had so like he listens and like kind of like fixes his behavior because he's a very much like a like a yes man like pleaser people pleaser he's a golden retriever yes yeah he is uh definitely a golden retriever um it's also really interesting because he doesn't live in the north pole he has like his own little planet um he doesn't have elves like he literally does everything his by himself like he's his existence really is creating all these toys like it's a lonely existence like he doesn't have anyone around he did used to have a mr a mrs claus um was she human and eventually died i i, I wasn't quite clear on what happened to her i know she died but the problem for me with these short erotic books is all i can think about is the sex sure i mean that's, that's my fair problem. i feel bad the sex was really good in this, so like it really shines. It was good. So the plot for me, I think, fell to the wayside on this book. <laughs> Whereas the other one, I feel like the plot held on more than the sex. The sex was good in Santa's Baby. Yeah. Not saying it wasn't, but I feel like the plot for some reason stuck with me more. Well, and I think this was supposed to, I mean, both were erotic romances. Yeah. But this one felt like more like the sex is really like just sticking out in my brain. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, they're fucking um, while flying the sled. Yeah. and he's really excited because there's certain things that she's able to do that no other human can do so he's like oh my god i found my person right so he's like hell yeah i want to keep her i want to keep her (laughs) so like he has to go finish delivering presents and comes back and is like okay what can i do to make you happy let's Mm. let's bang let's bang and he's just horny 24 7 which she's like down for so that's great. I'm trying to remember what their first sex um, experience was like. Do you remember? Yeah, that was the one where he left a gift on her bed, and she had to choose naughty or nice. And it, was a to- it was a toy that he made specifically for yes. her. Yes, yes, it was. Which like- was like, I think that's why my brain is scrambled. I'm like, that happens. Yes, he did make a toy just for her. 
uh, that um, more or less just like attaches her itself to her clit and it feels like a tongue licking her <laughs> so he can focus on other parts of her body while the toy is doing that. So they have a great time and they I feel like they they have several rounds if I remember correctly. Like this is the thought of fucking someone who knows my every wish and desire makes my stomach flutter. So that's exciting. So basically, uh, the reason why he didn't bring her anything is because all she wanted was her dad back. That's it. Okay. And he only knows how to make toys. So it legitimately was like, even if she believed in him, she wasn't asking for anything. So yeah. he couldn't bring her anything. Yeah. She's like, and he's like, you know, my, my, my magic is only so far. I, I, I'm not, I'm not capable of bringing people back from the dead. So and, and, yeah, and, she, and they and they discuss it and they talk it through and yeah she was human and she died also klaus grows as he fucks me getting taller wider girthier filling me stretching me whoo yeah um why is the stretching thing such a thing but like it's a good thing i don't know because i feel like every quote i ever see is like oh if there's the word stretching in any in any manuscript the author's always like pulling that for a quote well and it works people want that I mean, I, when I see that, I'm like, oh, I'll read that book probably, yeah, sure. And I feel like it's the focus, the unrealistic focus of, like, massively sized penises, which, like, <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to think if in any of the sex scenes I have written, if I've ever been like, and he was massive, or, like, if I discuss their specific size or not, because some people, like, they discuss like just how big like it was like a 12 inch dick which honestly that sounds terrifying uh <laughs> no one wants that <laughs> no one is ever like yes this is why i'm yep i'm signing up for this i would not sign up for that <laughs> i would run the opposite direction from that <laughs> that's, a, that's a that's a hard no <laughs> yikes but you know there's something i think maybe it's also like a, a sensation thing possibly but i don't know the stretching, the stretching quote, I feel like it's always, yeah, always in the quotes. And I don't mean that as a judgment. I'm just saying that, that whenever it gets said, everyone's like, "Yes, yes, <laughs> he stretched her." Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when you take it out of context, it's very silly. I I feel like I say things to Jordan sometimes, and he just looks like he's like, "You're so silly." I'm like, "Listen, it's hot. <laughs> I promise you." Well, and I think you know, like you said, out of context. So like, it, with everything else that's happening in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like one more little overwhelming yeah. sensation. But yeah, this book I makes me realize I want to read more thick boy books. Yeah, You're I for would, the thick boys. I, I would like a like smushy. That. I like smushy. I am smushy, so I get it. Mm. I get why people like me. So why would I not also like that in other people? And I think like I feel like there has been a whole push now for more um, fat and plus size women, and I think that's wonderful. And I know there are. It's not bigger the, boys, it's, but it's not nearly it's not as same. talked about. Yeah, well, I because think, I think even like I feel like a lot of fat authors when they're like, "Yeah, look at my fat representation," but they're still kind of inserting themselves into this fantasy, yeah. and in their brain they want the like six foot three well, pure they, muscle. They want the guy that they're told they're not supposed to be able to have, right? Because in real life they can have the fat guy. Yeah, because fat women, fat men should be together, according to every piece of media we consume so, so I think ridiculous so i think there's a part of like i don't i do agree that like there is a it's harder to uh people 
have a harder time finding fat people, period, um, sexually attractive or uh, desirable. So maybe that's part of it, too. Yeah. It's the same reason why there weren't fat women in books for a very long time. It's hard to find them desirable, even to... I mean, we've talked about with some authors. They still have a hard time writing the women in a way that is yeah, both acknowledging the fat. Like, in the, in the Santa Claus is going to town on me, she describes her fat in a very real way. That's very nice. Like, her tiny shorts, her dimples, her yeah. dimpled skin. It was great. I loved reading it. it was yeah. like It's definitely... I feel like this book, if you're trying to write a sex scene between two... Uh, larger folks this is this is some great shit to read honestly um it gave me a lot of insight that i even might need to go back and look at some of my sex scenes in my upcoming book so hmm, that's um, good to know yeah like i mean like she talks about her dimples dimpled skin and like un- all of that like that's great and she never once has that kind of like self no there's doubting no, self no like she's, no like, she's, she's like she's like fuck me yes she's like i'm horny you're hot yeah let's bang the only thing the only thing the only time she has any kind of reservations is she gets home before they fuck for the first time and she's like i wonder if i have time to get a shower in because she's been at work all day like that's the only thing that and i feel like that's like that's a just human courtesy. thing that's just courtesy you know <laughs> Uh, she does not get the shower in, by the way. No, um, but he doesn't care. He doesn't care, which is great. But I do think. And that, then he built her a bath. <laughs> I do think that there is a, a, a certain level of like um, desirability politics in play, which is why there aren't fat men necessarily. But I also think because fat men are still more acceptable. That's yeah. In general, um, I think in romance, there women are writing fantasy, and the fantasy is things that you can't attain in real life. And I think, or think the, you can't, or think you can't, because yes, I married someone that had six pack when i met him so like yeah. it is what it is right i actually weird thing um as far as men go i've only really dated tall either like built or skinny men hmm. um in my life if for of the men i've dated and I then, married a very broad man yeah so like i i don't know but there, I guess but for me thinks that that's part of the reason why a lot of the heroes to these fat women are tall built conventionally attractive people it's because there's like this you shouldn't have that yeah you can't no, and have I think that. that and i think that makes a lot of sense that makes a perfect sense but and i know there are i've seen people talk online oh. about um like huskier husky here heroes and honestly i and every time i see someone talk about it i mean to write shit down and then i don't me too yeah. uh so, so i'm gonna hunt for it now after this book because yeah dear I really dear it. listeners if you have any please tell us hello kitty cat I liked it. You're my husky boy. A husky boy that's a yes man, yes please. Oh hell yeah, that was great. Um, yeah, it was honestly, it was one of those books. I feel like there's, a, I feel like every few months there's a book that happens to, upon TikTok that people are like <laughs> giggle about it. They're like, Haha, this one, it's yeah. spicy and hot and blah. But then like they don't, they fail to mention that it's actually well done right or like that it's going to it's not going to be like a flash in the pan book yeah like as much as i had to look up the details of it but like it's been like just sitting with me well but yeah i read it i read it very quickly very quickly and then because happened- i read it in one sitting like when i say i read it once i said i read it in one sitting it was like right before bed i read it yeah. that's how good it was yeah. like that actually speaks to its strengths yes i agree Same um, here. very rarely do i actually devour i mean i read quickly but I rarely devour something in one sitting. Usually I need to take a break. Yeah. Uh, did not need to. I know it's a novella, but still, like, usually I still take a break. Yeah. Uh, never wanted to take a break from this book. It was very fun. Both books. I mean, honestly, both, both of them I read in one sitting. Both were very fun. Both are well done. Like In different ways. One, I mean, this, 
Santa Claus Going Economy is so, so fantastical. And I think the name, because the name is so goofy. Yeah. And also, like, the one thing I feel like everyone on TikTok was talking about was the peppermint jizz. Yeah. That, like, it makes it sound sillier and goofier than it actually is. Yeah, it's way less silly and goofy than you think it'd be. Yeah. Then you think Santa fucking you. It actually you. has some heavy stuff in it. It does. It does. Uh, familial loss. Yeah. He's a widow. Widower. Deal- yeah. Dealing dealing with guilt. Um, dealing with how hard the holidays are when you've lost family. Yeah. Um, she she act like she has a very strained relationship with her mother because she thinks her mom blames her for the death of her father. Like mm-hmm. there's a lot going on there in between the banging. Yeah, that's great. And they both talk to each other about it. Yeah. They have a lot of conversations, even yeah. despite the fact that there's like hooking up on the surface. It seems like they're just hooking up. Yeah. Um both authors did an amazing job uh writing short fiction. That like makes you a feels that isn't just hot. I mean, yeah. both of them are hot. But, both of like, them are very hot. But like, yeah, and like the peppermint jizz was weird. That was, I think, actually the funny thing is like all the weird pops of like fantastical things would for a moment like like throw me off. Honestly, yeah, like because I was like just like I was just like reading it like it was a normal book at a certain point. I sometimes would forget that he actually was this magical man. Like, yeah, like she refers to him kind of as like a demigod. I'm like, yeah, he kind of is. It'd be like if Thor came down with yeah. like, "Hello, puny human, let's bang." Right? <laughs> would you like to touch my hammer? Right. That's like what it was. And so every once in a while, those things happen. I'd be like, oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah. So I don't know. It's almost like it needed a little bit more of that element to like. So re- it stopped shocking me when yeah. it happened. Yes. But I think she did. She humanized everyone so, so well, well in such a short amount of time. Very sh- again, again, it was like a 24, 48 hour kind of time span. Yeah, I think there maybe was like a epilogue time jump or something. I feel like most short, quick things like this. I feel like you kind of have to have that time jump epilogue. Yeah, just we have a little bit of the bit of the finalization. Yeah, um, closure. But this makes me want to check out because I know this. She, ha- I mean, it's two names on the book so i she wrote something else that i did read and i don't remember what it was now so i'm curious like what she writes as marie versus versus ml because she might be one of she might be one of the husky boy writers oh it says yeah marie specializes in writing romances with plus-sized heroines and plus-sized heroes yeah um author of the hearts of black mirror and vixen's rock series ladies champion that's what i read by her you'd like it it's kilts and shit Mm. I think it's historical, right? I started this book and then my stupid uh, library got deleted and I didn't remember. I will have to. Yeah. I will have to check out her other stuff. Yeah. She writes Husky Boys. Nice. She was the one that I was like, she writes Husky Boys. And then when this book was coming out, I was like, oh, yes, I forgot about her. So now I really am going to go back and do a Husky Boy deep dive. Because I've got plans for Husky Boy in my Ooh. new adult. Ooh. Actually, I've got two Husky Boys. Nice. One of them's one of them is also like a giant, though. Like, he's just big all around. Yeah. He's just a wall of a person. <laughs> but the other boy is a Husky Boy. Nice. Yeah. But, yeah, if you want to read some good plus-size lovemaking, that book is like... I, I'm, I'm not even, like, kidding. Like, when... Uh, just how effortlessly... She painted a picture and neither negative, even not even positive, just like neutral. Honestly, sometimes the body neutral stuff reads more real to me than um, the body positive writing. I think that's fair. And not even saying she wasn't body positive because she does say like that Santa's hot and everything. Oh, yeah. But the way the heroine describes her own body is very body neutral. 
And I think that that's very realistic to a human existing. Like, oh yeah, I don't feel like no matter how positive you are in your own body, like yeah. no one feels they're one hundred percent all the time, right? Or even like describes themselves in like the best. Like, neutral's great. Honestly, I think body neutral's more my speed than even Same. body positive. One hundred percent. Because I feel like body positive is great, but it almost feels like you are going over the top. Which I do agree. I was talking to a friend about this, like. That we need body positivity for at least another 50 years because we've been so body negative for so long. Yes. So I understand that. But there's but something. But also within body positivity, there's also weird gatekeeping. Yeah, there's weird. I don't. So it, like it just it stresses me out. Mess. It stresses me but out. But I loved reading this because it felt effortless. Like, it, it did. It just felt like it felt like it was just matter of fact. Yeah. I love matter of fact descriptions of fat bodies. I think it just harkens back to like when I call myself fat and be like, oh, but you're beautiful. Or, oh, you're not you're fat. Like, Thank and you. I like, never said I wasn't beautiful. I know right. I'm beautiful. Or people be like, you're not fat. I'm like, no, I absolutely am it's fine i'm i that it's just a descriptor it's like not negative or positive it just is what i am it's fine i promise you it's fine uh. <laughs> sometimes I have you're to, making like, it a bigger deal you're making it so weird i should be able to say i'm fat because it's a descriptive word yeah. i also have brown hair and blue eyes <laughs> no you don't I you hair. motherfucker you I know. pink hair <laughs> my hair is naturally brown <laughs> like, I, you know what i'm saying <laughs> when i was at the dmv i had to get my license renewed also my picture is terrible my beautiful so bad i look like i kind of look like job of the hut <laughs> like if my face is squished down like i don't know what ha- like my face is squished down and it's in black and white i like, i don't I, I wonder if i have it handy it's oh like and when i say this i mean it in the most loving way to myself like i just look like terrible <laughs> i'm like hoping i don't look like that in real life <laughs> that's not how i look how did they make my face you like look that high i know <laughs> so um is that the well, just like your so like, she said she was like you can smile if you want i was like i don't and then but didn't give me any time to decide and so i like did a closed lip smile which makes me look insane and like i don't know it's bad oh i, I was wearing like the smallest amount of makeup but in the so the picture then the temp is black and white so i think the color will probably be a little better yeah but oh my god i look like java it's just bad it's my bad. it's okay my passport I had my passport done like a month before I chopped my hair off again. And I look like, because I don't let you smile. At no. least my person did let me smile. You can see every asymmetrical bit of my face in my passport. I look like a serial killer. I literally look like I'm in like part, I don't know, like I, I'm a Russian spy sent here to murder your family. Yeah, and then I feel like they took it from down below. So I have like 85 chins, which is like, whatever. I know that my face is fat, but like. When you're looking at me dead on, you don't see all the chins. But when you take a picture from the fucking floor, why are you holding the camera so? It's like when Jordan takes pictures of me sometimes. He holds the camera down here. I'm like, can you hold it just up I don't a little? Wait, why do men? Men are always like, this is fine. I'm like, do you, you look at me from that angle? <laughs> Bend down and look. Look, look what you're doing. Sir, you are several inches taller than me. Why are you doing right. this? You don't even see. So then he takes a picture. He's like, you don't look like that. I'm like, yeah, because you're like six foot tall looking down on me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So there's this TikTok going on and it's this sound bite and they're like, um, being being attractive is all confidence. And so people start with like their camera, but what I've noticed is when when they do the confidence part, they lift their camera up to a more like quote unquote flattering all, which when you say flattering, you just mean you don't look fat in it. Um, which is like, you know, whatever. But like I mean I do it. Whatever whatever they've been so I saw these and I'm like this you're not confident you're picking a better angle that to make you look more conventionally attractive angles do matter in photography they really do they make you look they add pounds and take them away but yeah someone then i saw another one with this like younger man saying 
you're just being fat phobic when you say that it's a fluttering angle and that's all you're doing is making a fluttering angle show those chins baby and i was like dying i was like crying i was like he's oh right God. he's right but that's what that picture reminded me of. i was like i'm horrified by it but it's because i've got like 30 plus years of ingrained like pick a good angle so you look flattered well honestly i feel like the thing that bugs me the most about my last few years of weight gain is well a not having access to a lot of my clothing, which bums me out, yeah. but also be, uh, my face carries it more. Like, I feel like some people gain weight and you don't see it in their face at mm. all. And I feel like like, I immediately get it. In oh my yeah. Face. I carry it in my face too. It's, it's so fucking obnoxious. It's obnoxious because like, then I have to figure out my hair. It like, it's, it is a trickle down effect. It is. I have to figure out like my makeup. I have to figure out my hair. I have to figure out clothes. If my face, cause my body, I gain weight everywhere equally. I, everywhere That's gets, nice. everywhere gets the same bigger. That's Everything, nice. I, I get bigger everywhere, but it's across the board bigger. I don't just gain it in one place, which is nice. But like my face, when it gains, I only get it in the bottom of my face, obviously, because you don't have like fat on your forehead. But like my cheeks are already so big that there is not really that much room to add to them. Well, now I've realized like, and that makes me like, well, I'm already a squinty smiler, but oh, when yeah. I have extra weight in my face, it's like, do Mommy, my, that's what that picture, I, yeah. you can't see my fucking eyes really. I'm trying to have them open. It's <laughs> like a, God, that driver's license picture. And I have pink hair in it. I'm like, this is a travesty. In six years, I'm going to have to have, like, normal hair. Just, like, so I can have, like, a normal picture. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'll probably still have pink hair then, though. But none of this has anything to do with anything. No, that was just, like. I'll probably cut out. <laughs> we went on a Ten weird. minutes of us just talking about photos. Yeah. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> All right. Well, I enjoyed these two books. Um, I still have some more uh, holiday reading to do. Me too. Um, it does remind me on Wattpad, there was that guy, Ollie something or another. I think his name was like Biblical Center. He had a story that was like Jack Frost. Ooh. Oh, I remember you talking about like that. It was like five years ago. Five yeah. Or six years. It was, I think five years ago it was in the second apartment. And every day in December until Christmas, he updated with a chapter. Ooh. And he writes good smut. So check that out if you want... Um, a little free free smut and you don't have KU. Both also, these books are in KU though. So also for those of you who are still riding the Ruby Dixon train, she's posting a chapter a day of some smutty space Christmas goodness on her website oh, for that's free. Precious. I love that. A lot of authors are doing advent stuff in the yeah, newsletters, that's what hers which is, is very yeah. fun. Something to think about for next year. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well I think that's it. Otherwise, we're going to sit here and just chat forever <laughs> about things that you probably don't really care that much about. <laughs> Check out these books. They were wonderful. Yeah. Uh, both are on KU, which five, is great. Five out of five, I would say, for um, both. And if you just want a different Christmas novella that is way less smutty, but still delightful and sexy, Mika Usher has her new novella out uh, called Glittery. And it's... Oh, yeah. It's, it's good, too. And it's a lesbian and uh, a bi woman and it's it's very fun and it's only 99 cents we love a deal yeah we love a deal here at dick of the week <laughs> if you can get your well i guess there's no dick in that one but if you can get your your sexual escapades for cheap do it <laughs> do it we probably won't record until the new after the new year so yeah, like, have all the good holidays y'all yeah we'll we'll see you in the new year and maybe we, we'll get consistent <laughs> <laughs> A girl can dream. Uh, that'd be nice. <laughs> All right. Bye. Thank you for listening. We would love to hear from you. So contact us at lnlsmutcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at lnlsmutcast. Find episodes of this and other great shows at calamitycast.com or wherever you find your podcast. 
We'll be back in two weeks with another episode of Dick of the Week. This has been a Calamity Cast production. For more content, visit calamitycast.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.